I want to do, I really want to do a show, though. I wanted to do it, but I was like, I was like not prepared unless I was just going to be like the guy that hit the button. <laughs> but I want to like do like get something together. It's hard though, because I'm like fucking every time I sit down to like work on something, I end up just making a new song. I can't help it. Yeah. I just, yeah. it's like, it's like, oh, I can go back to this thing I did yesterday, but I spent three hours on it and now I'm kind of like ready to That's make something good, new. Because like that means you can always drop new music. He can, you can ask him, oh, I have so many, like, just fucking just unfinished things, like, half, like... The last thing I just asked this dude to, like, look at was, like, <laughs> something where he just kind of stopped making it be, like, halfway through the song. And it's, it was, like, the it's middle. Like a, it's, like, a whole like, fleshed-out actual idea, right. and he just, just stopped. So his drop song? It, it literally just ends. Just like, <laughs> about to drop this beat. What's poppin' Poltergeist? It is your favorite friendly podcast apparition back with another episode of Spirit Speaks Podcast. And this week, I have a new guest haunting the podcast. I am joined by none other than the man behind the sounds on Done Suffering, which we talked about with Happy Tooth on the last episode. I am here with Fisk. What's up, Fisk? Right. How's it going? Good. It's funny because um, when I was recording Colin, we I had a a conversation afterwards, and I was like talking about how like I really fucked with the work you did on Done Suffering, Thank and you. I was like, he was like, yeah, he was talking about like you know asking about like coming or being on the podcast and stuff. I was like, bro, you could have like brought him, like that would have been lit. Yeah, I thought we wanted like doing it together, but yeah. yeah so I was like, but, you know what? I got, I got to get because I think he didn't know if I was gonna be cool with you coming because like I hit him up, um, because I didn't know you made the music on them suffering until like I talked to him and stuff and like just telling me and everything too. So I was like, wow, that would have been awesome to have you on as well. Um, but then I was like, you know what? I'm making them up. Yeah. So here you are. Thank you for having me. Thank you for haunting us. <laughs> Don't give me that look. <laughs> Ladies in the back, he does look like really. You want to say that? Like, keep it with the theme, damn it. He's like, Halloween is over. It's no longer spooky season. It's a spirit. Yeah. Spirit. Exactly. I keep it the spirit. The spirit speaks. Spirit's alive in all of us. <laughs> he makes me so corny. Every time I say something that he laughs at me that way, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> In this corner, weighing in at eighty percent legs, we have this. <laughs> I'm so weak, but so there's a few things that, like, one I want to say that I fuck with your music. I've actually been listening to what you have on iTunes, and Blake's been showing me the stuff that you guys are working on too. So I've been getting some peeks and previews. And what stuff that Wade and I are working on? Huh, we'll get into we that later. We will. We're gonna <laughs> definitely get into that. Um, but like. I fuck with your sound so much. Um, when Wade started, because he didn't initially tell me that you were producing the music on the on the tracks that you guys were working on. So like when I heard it, I was like, this sounds different. And he was like, it's pissed. And I was like, wow. <laughs> this stuff is always fun. But um, so I've been sitting on like a lot of that stuff, like the stuff we're working on now for like forever. 
Yeah. So I'm really excited to like finally, I don't know. It's well, I mean, like the record's cool, and I like it. I'm proud of it, but I have to hear it like three thousand times. Like, yeah, all right, I got this other new stuff I'm sitting on. Absolutely. Anyone want to hear it? So it becomes old to you, quite. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I feel it. It doesn't. It doesn't really get old. I feel like repetitively when I listen to it, I find new stuff that I like didn't really like little nuances that I didn't realize I liked as much before, or like just little stuff, or like the painful thought of like, oh man, I could have done this way different, and but you know, I'm trying not to like hold on to it. I, I can't it. do anything about it now. So I feel it. So I don't. I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. It's not meant as a bad thing, but like I was just thinking about it, and I was like, you really give off like Pete Davidson vibes. <laughs> You're not the first person. Okay, I'm so happy I'm not. <laughs> I actually I got Dave Chappelle last week. You are like the white Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I mean he was like, hey man, I tell you look like Dave Chappelle. So like, I have now. It's the first time I heard that. I've heard like Pete Davidson or like. Conan O'Brien from like seventy percent down. Yeah. Oh my god, it's like if Pete Davidson and Dave Chappelle had each child, that would be you. <laughs> <laughs> so for the viewers or listeners at home, because y'all can't view shit, this is a podcast. <laughs> if you don't know what this looks like, you have an idea now. <laughs> we'll take a picture or something. But how? I know Wade told me you were classically trained musician. I don't know about all that. Alright, so it started in like sixth grade. I learned to play, I wanted to play baritone. I wanted to play trumpet. They were like, you got fat lips, you can't play trumpet. And I was like, and I still like stuck with it. And then like in like seventh grade, I was like, these nerds told me I couldn't play trumpet. Like, can I play trumpet? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, well, I was last chair for like two years. (laughs) But it was at least like more fun, but also like, I kind of, I, I did it through, like, high school, and I wasn't really that good at it. Yeah. I was like, I tried. I really tried. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, and then, because, like, it's, it wasn't, like, boring, but I think the reason I like producing now so much more is kind of, like, you have control of everything, and everything's at my fingertips, and I can manipulate whatever I want. So it's like... It's like a conductor of your own orchestra now instead of being yeah. part of it. I flex with that. So he because he didn't go into like what instrument you played. He was just like he's classically trained, so it makes sense. And I'm I, just like like I know a little, a little bit of music theory, like at least enough now to like get by. Yeah. And like make stuff happen, but like I could I could read music. I probably still could. I think if I tried. Like I, I remember a lot of stuff, but I also like you said. I tried playing flute in fifth grade. You didn't like it. I can't read sheet music for shit. It's hard, man. <laughs> I am. Um, There's like so many weird rules that just don't make sense. They're like, this is just how it is. I have dyscalculia, so it just makes, I think, reading sheet music even harder. I just, things don't ever appear in the right line, so. Um, but I switched over to profession um, because it's a lot easier to read the sheet music for that. <laughs> There's not notes when you're hitting the that's what line. That's what I wanted to do. To begin with, but I like missed the tryout um, by like a day. Okay. Like my last day of school, it was told me like, "Oh, you want to play drums? Like you could have just told us." And I was like, "I'm out of here." Right. 
You weren't really missing on nothing. I mean, like, my experience was a little different because percussion was always, like, the all-guy section. I was just back there with all the dudes who ain't have no rhythm because I was up in words. So it was... But, yeah, and I, I can't read sheet music for shit, so I... Kudos to anyone who can because it ain't happening over here. So that, would you say that was like your introduction to music itself? They got me listening to a lot more music. Yeah. Like stuff I was into or like shit from like the 30s or like, like I was always really big into jazz music and stuff and then I kind of like, I don't know, I don't even know what was out when I was in high school. It was like Katy Perry and shit and stuff coming out and I'm like, yeah, definitely like helped expand like listening to like classical music, jazz music. I can definitely get that jazz vibe from you because like, you definitely have that like, it's, it's just you got like chill ass beats, like your shit really is like some stuff that I could just kick back and listen to. Not that you can't get hyped because you do you, you do bring energy when you need it, but you have the ability to pull back and some people don't have that, like some people are just go, go, go. go, go, go yeah. yeah, but you like, the way you you can put that, like you can just slow it down and it still sounds so fucking good. So the fact that you said like jazz in the thirties and stuff, that makes sense. So like any like current artists that you fuck with, I know R and B is switching up, it's getting some more of those jazzier tones to them. Do you fuck with any of that? I would say right now. Have you ever heard of Akintoye? It's um A K I N T O Y E. I just like randomly came across this dude and he's from like Canada and he's got some like he's been like a big especially like production wise, like when I was in this shit, he just like dropped like this record of like a month or there's that and then there's like Avi the Nomad is a big one for me right now mm-hmm. fuck with Avi the Nomad a lot Remy Wolf that's my musical crush right now so <laughs> if Remy Wolf ever listens to this I'm here I'll tag him I'm waiting I'll tag him when this comes out <laughs> yeah at the very least maybe we make you know maybe she lets me like make a beat for or something someday but, okay. uh, so like I have to ask because I, I feel like I'm going to do this to every single artist who comes on my podcast. How do you feel about Michael Jackson? King of Papa, yeah, I suppose. Well, it's like the conversation's always weird. So it's, like, it's like, how do you feel about his music? Or like, how do you feel about him as a person? Just like, music. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's some Michael in there every once in a while. I wouldn't say he was like one of my main influences, but like, you know, I respect. I just have to ask everyone who comes on about Michael Jackson because that is, I'm a huge Moonwalker, like, that's my shit. Yeah. So, like, everyone, like, just know if you come on the podcast, be forewarned, you will be asked in some capacity about Michael Jackson. (laughs) Me and Colin got more into like the the personal part of it, but I was just curious about like the music parts because. Some people will, because he's one of those artists that kind of dipped in so many different genres, I feel like yeah. a lot of people can be influenced by him. Or... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that was me. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> I feel like people were either usually a Michael or a Prince person. Prince, I See, I knew, I yeah. knew. I, I was Prince. like, if you're not, if that's your reaction to Michael, then I knew you were going to be like, but Prince though, man, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's just either you like them both or you're one or the other. There is no yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do, yeah, I definitely got some Prince in the record collection for sure. Yeah. I got um, Purple Rain, the limited edition, like where he's like printed one. I didn't really try listening to Prince until after he died. Scully's had a um, Prince party um, that weekend. So what the fuck was that? I don't know, right? I was out at the Prince party. Yeah. Why was I not at the Prince party? I don't know. I was like, you know, I'm going to go to the Prince party listen to music, trying to get a taste of, you know. Yeah. And um, the first song I heard was a... Yeah. 
to feed you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh no, 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 this is not like Michael. <laughs> this is way different. Like this got eighties written all in his face. Like, <laughs> I, was, I think that's what fucked it up. If that hadn't been the first song after, I, I just think I wasn't really unpopular opinion, but I was just not really a fan of eighties music in general. Mm-hmm. I, was, I think I was that too, is. I don't know what it was. I'm not sure specifically like what I just don't like just... about it. It wasn't really my yeah. thing. I actually I can't even fault you on that. But you said you fuck with the most time. Who is one of your favorite like people from most time? I listen, um, especially like skateboarding stuff. Uh growing up I listened to a lot of like Sam and Dave and Junior Walker and the All Stars was like my shit too. Okay, 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 yeah. I see you. I see you. <laughs> Tell me what made you make that leap into making music. I don't know, because I never really, like, I had thought about doing it, but I never, it seemed like just this unattainable thing. Yeah. So it was just kind of always in the back of my mind, I was like, that's, that's not going to be me doing that. Like, but like, that'd be fucking cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it was a lot of, like, um, 2020, which obviously crazy fucking year for everybody. Hell yeah. Like, what the fuck? Um, but... I, um, my buddy Sean, Colin's brother, mm-hmm. he lived right down the street from me at the time. And there was just like so much good music coming out in 2020, like Prof, Run the Jewels, fucking everyone. I was just like hyped on and everything. And just so much Blood Smoke Body was like a really good one that I was like really hooked on. And yeah, I just kept listening and listening and I didn't have anything to do. Like all we did pretty much for like a whole summer straight was just like get drunk and throw darts and play pool. And that's just what we did. We got just wanted. I mean, that sounds kind of fun, though. Yeah. I, yeah, I know it was like a terrible year for a lot of people, but yeah. summertime for me, personally, was like, that was all right. It was a nice little break, like, just hanging out with my buddies all day and listening yeah, to music. That was my stuff. summer 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, thankful for that. Like, it wasn't... Yeah, well, basically what happened was, like, I was talking about it all summer, and I was like, man, it'd be so fucking cool to, like, be a producer and everything. And he ordered, like, a new microphone, and it came with this, like, fucking shitty off-brand, like, MIDI pad. Never heard of it before. He just gave it to me, and was like, try it out. And I started, it took me, like, two months to get a sound out of it. Had no idea how any of that works. It yeah. took a lot of, like, after that, it was just, just keep trying to do it every day. And then eventually it started turning into... Actual songs. That's that's kind of badass. Like you literally had like no training, just you know hit the ground running, went for it. Like that's kind of. Well, once I figured out that Shane Spunkers learned everything on YouTube, just kind of like on for me after that. I was like, all right, you know, someone did this before. Like maybe I can. And also, I knew like I got lucky. I knew a lot of the right people too. Like and through Colin and then being friends with Colin and everything helps a lot too and just like he introduced me to more people like Brian Litzak has helped me out a lot and taught me a bunch of shit and I got got lucky with the people I knew and who could show me how to do certain things that's what's up it's always seen like people are one of the most valuable resources you will ever like have like just connections because People can connect you to people who have resources and people who have knowledge. So it, it just it makes the world of a difference, bro. 
I, I did like a little networking too after I actually started making songs. I was like kind of ballsy with it. I would go to like people performing and be like, hey man, I started producing like three minutes ago. Like, um, <laughs> is there anything you show me? And I met this guy in Cincinnati and he goes by Mind Maze Beats and that dude, he lives in Minnesota. That dude's fucking incredible. He's, he'll, I'll have one question and he'll give me like three pages of step-by-step instructions on how to get there, which I thought was like crazy because a lot of people don't do that. They're just like, oh, fuck you, like learn it yourself, you know? Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, I've gotten lucky, like meeting a lot of people who are like helpful, not like, just gonna have to just figure it out, you know, it's my first week for everyone. Yeah. Um, any knowledge I have, I would share it with anybody. But yeah, I got lucky just with networking people on the I have a, a friend named uh, Trey Voorhees. He actually created um, the music for this podcast. Uh, shout out Trey Voorhees. But like, I think I got a link to this. I heard the idea, yeah, I heard the song. Um, I was listening to the little past ones that I heard, and I was like, I fuck with that. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's, that's dope. Yeah, he does spooky so well. Like, uh, yeah. So every Friday, every Saturday the 14th, which comes out Friday the 13th, he releases like he release music and stuff too. But um, but yeah, I got I got to link you guys, and I think you guys could do some good shit together. Like, so. I'm trying to work with everybody this year. Anyone like I'm a big believer in. There's like talent in your backyard. Well, he, he lives in Nevada, so. Oh well, fair enough yeah, too. He's not, yeah, he's not local at all. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of far off. Huh? He far away. Technology helps. Yeah. Yeah. I could always just go to Nevada. That too. I mean, it sounds fine. I've been to Vegas. Uh, Me neither. Yeah. What do you think was one of the hardest things about getting into producing music? I think once Colin found out I could do it, then I was kind of stressed. Cause I was like, oh, fuck. Man. I only have one song right now. I'm like, I don't know. I don't really feel like it was the learning curve is the most stressful part. Yeah. Just being frustrated with, like, you have ideas in your head and you know what you want, but it's, like, hard to translate it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you have to spend 16 fucking hours on Google to like kind of figure out like it's like hard to put into words like what sound they're looking for and it's like yeah I don't know how to do this like how do I get this and yeah just learning was the most frustrating part but once I finally got a sound out of the keyboard then it was just like yeah let's go that was the most frustrating part I think because I was sitting down in front of like doing wasting trials just sitting down in front of shit and like I didn't know how a doll worked at all I didn't know any of that so like. Like, like, um, like I tried like a, a logic trial, I tried like an FL Studio trial, I tried Pro Tools. That shit sat on my computer for like 30 days. It's like, like 30 days to try this shit? I don't know how the fuck any of this works. So speaking of trials, when I was talking to Colin, he told me, he was like, yeah, it was it like one of your first things created on one of those trials. The whole thing. The whole album? Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, I... Yeah, I was, so you get like a 90 day trial with Ableton, and I was like, alright, I'm gonna try this one out, and then like, if it doesn't work out, like, I don't know, maybe I won't even do it, like, I don't fucking know, like, I don't know how any of this works, yeah. I'll have to just sit back, read, take some time, and then, yeah, I had 90 days, and everyone was like, oh, why are you doing like Ableton, that one's like fucking hard, like, they're like, it's the hardest one, and it's like, it's, I, I like how it's set up, it's clean, and it's like easy to navigate, like, which I, I still don't, I couldn't even tell you that I know exactly what I'm doing, but I at least know how to, like, get around it and everything and do what... It's like me and Dark Audacity, like, with my editing, like, I'm still learning. I tried Audacity, too. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy, because, like, I, um, so, how I heard the album was, 
I went to Midwest Psych Fest and he was selling his well, his uh, album, um, and it was like before the actual release date. So I was geek because I first saw Colin at uh, Wade's Halloween house party that he had last year, and um, I really fucked with it. I remember I told him, told him about uh, at the house party. I was standing, I was dressed as a witch, and standing next to me was this guy in this uh, dress like a pizza. And he was like, so this next song is about cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> and I just turned to the guy and he says, like, you in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I like, I, but when he was like cannibalism, I'm like, this is some weird shit. I was like, look, this is my people shit. And then like, <laughs> then I just started saying, I was like, oh no, I fuck it. I get it. I get it. Um, and for those of you listening, that's in reference to his song, Eat the Rich. So, but, um, yeah, that's how I kind of came in contact with Colin. I, I fucked with the music so heavy. Um, that night, that was my first time seeing him. He had a uh, merch for sale, bought a t-shirt, it's still upstairs. It's one of my PJ t-shirts, so. But I saw him again at Midwest Psych Fest, and I was like, um, fucked with all the music he was playing. I, I don't listen to the shit that he posts and, you know, his music that he posts and stuff like that. But then I saw him again at Midwest Psych Fest, and... I was like, I gotta get a copy of the CD because I fuck with your music so far. Like, I'm gonna be hyped to be, you know, accessing it early compared to other people. Um, we went and drove a miniature road trip to go see my family. It was two hours away. Popped it in, listened on the way down there, and uh, I was like, Damn, so you heard it like before everyone else heard it? Yeah, before it released. And I, uh, I forgot to hit him up about it too. I was like, I can't remember if it was like right before it released or right after it released. I was like, hey man, listen to the album. Like, I fucked with it heavy. Like, it's just, you did a fucking phenomenal job. Like, if I wouldn't have known if you told, like, we, I was, when you told me that this was like your first project, that this is your new to it and stuff like that, like it was your first, because this is your first full album with someone, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Because, look. It sounds amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. I, th- I think a lot of it was, um, uh, I'm not trying to like discredit myself. A lot of it was like Ryan, Ryan Litek is a fucking wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't even like know about stemming out tracks until like I did it for our like song we put out, the stick up song. I never stemmed out a track before, none of that. And then like something happened with like I changed computers or something in the wintertime last year. And, like, we just couldn't get the sets, and we couldn't, like, stem them all out, and then they'd already started mixing it anyway. Uh, yeah, he did all that off, like, just one, the full song. Like, he mixed and mastered it off that, and I thought that was, that's some new shit to me. I don't, I don't know. I sat on a mixing session with him one time, and he was just, like, blown away. Like, yeah. He works, like, super quick. You can see the magic happen in the studio. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, yeah. Like, I, but, one thing that I loved about your work on... Uh, done suffering is there's a very clear transition of mood in the music um and like i always say like the beginning part of the album is definitely like that sorrowfulness that more sadness um is the part i think of death but then when you get to the latter half of the album it's more of that happier uh, more upbeat which is like that peace i think that comes with death so like i I took these, I'm a sound, so I'm, I'm such a novice when it comes to all this shit. Like, I promise y'all, I don't know shit about music and all this stuff. I am just an enjoyer of art. I like to consume it. And, but I took humanities class in, in college because I had to. And, uh, it's just like we kind of got into, I guess we touched on some of that music theory stuff, but it was mostly talking about 
modern and postmodern type style art and stuff, but like noticing that like the intentional tone and I forget which track it is specifically. There's one song where it, and I think it's like right in the middle of the album too, where it's like kind of got this more, I don't want to say mystical, but it's got this kind of more, it, it kind of serves as the transition song where it kind of feels like it's ushering you into the more happier, peaceful side of that album. And so like hearing that transition too, I was like, bruh, like he's got like, it was just seemed like there's so much thought and everything to it that it was just so intentional and it was so like you you just nailed it. It was pretty natural. I don't know. It's I I don't know how it worked out. Maybe it was just like the time I was going through while I was doing it. Because that year was like a really like fucking lonely year. Yeah. That's I wasn't I didn't watch TV. I didn't play my PlayStation. I would just come home and make more music and then which isn't really healthy. But, like, it definitely, you know, one year got me ahead. Like, a year, year and a half got me, like, far enough ahead to where we can start, like, doing new stuff and having something to follow up with everything we just did. But they're they're not all winners, so. No? No, I was going through my computer the other day, and I was just like, holy shit. Like, really? Delete. <laughs> oh, yeah. gosh, no. <clears throat> Especially if I get in, like, I don't know, if I get, like, if I'm working on a beat for like two hours and I'm still not like thinking it's good enough, I'm like, cut it. Yeah. Fucking toss it to the wind. Like, I'm never gonna run out of ideas. I'm never gonna like stop doing it. Like, I don't plan on stopping doing it anytime soon. Like, yeah. There's always gonna be new stuff and it's always gonna be more relevant to me. So I guess I don't really feel bad about throwing them out, but it does make me a little salty sometimes when I spend like two, three hours on a song. I'm just like, this song sucks. Yeah. Like, when you get to the end of it, and I'm just like, I don't even know what I was going for here. You're like, you know, shoot through the wind. Done. Well, I think that's a good quality to have because I think sometimes people, you can get so focused on an idea and like, you're just like, no, I gotta make this work. And it's like, no, there's some, it's like, kind of like playing Candy Crush. Like, there's a way to beat this level. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I get so, it. yeah, I get so like fixated on trying to do one particular thing in a song. And then that just annoys the fuck out of me after like two hours and I'm just like, I'm either going to finish it or I'm going to save it for another day or I'm just going to like, if I'm pissed off enough, I'll just believe it right away and just like, no phones or any of that. <laughs> so how many, in the process of working on Done Suffering, how many throwaway charts do you think? Hundreds. Hundreds? Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's all I did for like a year straight was like, I would have friends that were playing Mario Party, Monopoly, when I was trying to be social, whatever, you know. But I'm going to with you because I have Monopoly, it's in Moon Edition, and no one plays it with me. I'm dirty with Monopoly. I'm, oh, damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I'm, my little brothers don't play with me anymore. I'm getting my ass flipped. Well, I just, you know, I, I just like, there's only so much, and if you learn how to levers, I don't know. I'm a, you, know you don't play dominoes, then. Dominoes is cool. Because, like, fuck with dominoes. I don't. I almost never learned music except for people putting me onto shit. So yeah. this is me, my turn to finally be able to put other people on yeah. shit. I was like, I can do it too, guys. Right. Um, but no, like I fuck when I when I see people and artists and stuff that I fuck with, I'm like, I gotta let people know because like when I heard Done Suffering, I played it for my dad. When I go visit my dad, we always do like jam sessions where we kind of pull YouTube up and like we're passing the remote back and forth, you know, having to do this song type thing. And yeah, I had to show them Done Suffering. Like, I showed them, um, I think it was Die. 
is the one that I found. <laughs> that was the first one you showed. I think I think I, I think it was. <laughs> but um, I think that was the the video I showed him. Um, I really loved how the second verse of that came about because it was like. That dude really didn't wait till the last fucking minute. Like, literally the day of next thing, he'd be like, oh, hey, sorry, man. Like, yeah, I'm not going to come through that verse. And then Colin just fucking had it ready to go, like, right yeah. off the rip. He's like, yeah, I have this just in case. And, and, and honestly, I liked, I liked the second verse a lot. I love that. So this is why Colin was not getting deep into the album itself like this. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm going to end up having you guys both back together. Or, because I know you're working on some newer projects. And then we have three percent. <laughs> what? That's news to me. Right. I, I know. know. So I guess this is a good point to segue into some of that newer stuff. Um, currently, you are working on music with the Dot Jeff and Happy Too. I'm hired. Nice. <laughs> All right. Cool. All right. That's what's up. So I know we don't want to go too too into this unreleased music and everything, but what do you think you can share? with people about this upcoming project. It's it's gonna be new and it's gonna be good. Yeah. Uh yeah, this guy sent me some demos so far that like I was even telling him messaging him the other day, like, let me write to this man, like this is sick as fuck. And they're like, uh oh, well you know, like well I, for this project I don't do anything like that. But he he had me like fired up and ready to like like, yeah, maybe maybe I wanna write something, you know. But like he's inspirational, he does like Yeah, he has some good some good demos you shot over to me, and I was just, fuck yeah, I'm excited. Like, I'm excited to put some new stuff out. I'm excited for it, too, because, like, he, he played me, he didn't initially say, or he might have told me, I'd be spacing sometimes, but I didn't know when he played for me originally that it was music that you were working on. Um, So he played it for me, and, like, I I get girlfriend privileges, so I get to listen to all his stuff before. Oh, fair enough, know? yeah. So... Not that I'm just like, just be warned, but <laughs> I've probably heard it. That's I'll right. be sharing stuff, I'll put it out there, but I do get to preview. Um, so like, he was playing it for me, and I was like, wow, that sounds different than your usual stuff. And he was like, that's because I'm not producing it, Fiscus. And I was like, bruh! I was like, I wanted to say, I didn't say, but I was like, this kind of reminds me, <laughs> like, it's got that, it's not the same, but it's so different that the vibe kind of was like, I was like, man, this kind of reminds me of this. <laughs> yeah, the newer stuff's a bit, a bit different. It's, it's a lot more like of a phase of me stepping more into it and like with some knowledge instead of like just fucking bullshitting all night and trying to figure stuff out and everything. Now it's kind of like a little more. I can do things a little more focused now than I could before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I got some, some new toys to play with and some. New sounds I'm playing with, and I, I really want it next year to be a busy year. Yeah. Um, shout out to Open Minded in Minnesota. You're gonna get a song from me eventually once I feel like I'm on their tier. I met these guys at like, um, I think it was an RA the Rugged Man show that opened up for. And I met him, and like, it's like, hey man, you guys fucking killed it. Like, I love like your stage chemistry, all that. Like, you guys do a great show. I've been producing for three minutes. You, like, maybe I could send these sets. So we've been like kind of back and forth over the last year, and then. I keep having like technical problems and stuff, but I just keep coming across. So I haven't really gotten to do it, and there sounds a bit different from anything I've ever done. So hopefully, I can pull some out for that. I'm trying to do a solo instrumental project, hoping around like March or April, okay. springtime. Well, well, fresh new music for the springtime. Okay. I've made some like cover art for it. It's like whatever, but I think that's what I'm gonna go with and. 
what I want to call it, but I don't know. But then, yeah, we're doing, we're doing our projects and just trying to work with everybody. Potentially, um, might be doing a project with Doug this year. Okay. Uh, I sent him some beats and he wants to do like an EP and then I got this guy, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Guffy. That, I've heard that name before, but I'm not familiar with the He's, he's, um, yeah, a buddy of mine, Augustus. We're trying to, like, make some stuff happen. Okay. I'm trying to get with this dude and, like, do some music. Get him playing piano for everyone, like, dude. Like, we can, like, you know. like magic, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're both, like, between moves, too. We're like, hey, let's, like, let's go make some music together, whatever. Like, I got my setup and bring your shit. And so I think we're doing that in, like, the next week or so. We're going to try and fuck some new things. And, I, I, yeah, I'm really just trying to stay busy this next year. Like, I don't, I'm not... I say you're gonna be a busy man, like shoot. I'll be thinking I'm busy and I'm y'all both blow me out the fucking water. Yeah, I don't wanna pull these stops anytime soon. I'm just I always wanna make more stuff. I'm not gonna stop making more stuff. I'm gonna keep doing it anyway, so I might as well put it out there. Like you said, as long as it, it's all about connecting, like as long as it connects with someone in some way, like that people like reach out to me and message me and say they like the record that I didn't even like know any of them even listened to it or knew that I was doing it. Yeah. So that's, that's a good feeling. It's kind of crazy too, because like as soon as I I sent Colin a song, I was like, I'm gonna be a fanboy here for a second. But I was just like, I knew so many people from like going to shows and like I was going to his shows and I was that motherfucker in the front row like yelling, you know. And then next thing you know, he's like at my house writing a song to beat I made. Yeah. And then like last winter, I'm like, he's like, oh yeah, beat off's gonna come over, and I'm like, what? Like. <laughs> That's fucking cool. That. Yeah, like that. you know, like I've I've seen I've seen him live before and like listen to his music and everything. It's just like all these people around me have been making music for like a fucking decade, and now all of a sudden like I'm kind of here involved and you're in the mix. Yeah, like him and Colin came over last winter. I like to just like kick in listen to some beats, and I'm like texting him. This is fucking cool, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd, I'd never imagined this was gonna happen. Like I freaking love that for you. Yeah. Like and it's it's also just <laughs> as his partner, I'm just like I love hearing people that like love his work. So I'm just like that's my baby. That's my baby cakes. I'm sure it's <laughs> on the episodes. If, <laughs> PSA: If you've not heard the new B Dot record, I'm not sure of. Oh my god. Run that shit up. Like, I can't count. Like, so when he released My Baby, Valentine's Day, and we're fucking yeah, yeah. together and shit, like, I played that on nice. repeat in the car all day. Like, we're driving to date. Because, like, we had, like, different dates planned that day. Like, we're just doing stuff all day. So, like, every time we're driving somewhere, it's, like, on her feet, on her feet. So, that is uh, my jam. And it, it's funny because that song's not even about me, but I'm like, <laughs> like, I'm pretending it is. <laughs> It fits so well. So. I, I, I made a song for a woman. I made a beat for a woman. Yeah? Yeah, on 420. Oh. Start to that? finish, finish. Well, it's on 420 for this group. Mm-hmm. So it's actually, it's going to go on a record, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the one saying, Mary Jane? No. no. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to do these. I'm not doxing. She, she, she is. But she's, she's written the song, but hopefully she's not too mad when she hears on a record now, because they're both trying to write to it, so... Uh-huh. I also have another line I made for another girl, which also, don't think I had it with me. You know, it's okay to do every once in a while, but don't do it frequently. Uh-huh. I have another one, it's like long lost though. I was like on my phone going through videos, and then I found this video of this song that I made, and it's like just, I can't fucking find it anywhere. It's like gone forever. I've gone through every file on my computer, everything. 
don't know if I like got angry and deleted it, or if it's just like on my old computer. It's probably yeah. it's on my old computer because I was just like, I'm stupid. Why the fuck would I ever get rid of this song? So, like, I'm like, that's probably like one of my favorite ones I've made yet. Yeah. And so hopefully I find it so everyone can hear it. I feel like there's this like so there's always you know everyone says like don't get your partner's name tattooed on you because it's like curse for a relationship. I feel like as artists it's like don't like for you it'd be like don't make music for girls for like me it'd be like don't write a poem about. But I mean I guess it's all like it's all organic how it comes about either way. It's just like that's kind of like up here like I don't know yeah. whatever thing you have tied to maybe I just need more therapy. I don't know. The music is therapy. It, like, it, it, honestly, yeah, yeah, actual therapy, but like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, part yeah. of the process. Oh. But I'm, I'm like waiting for this one to make a song about me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not here. He just, like, he just, because y'all can't see, he just looked at me and then gave me a peace sign. Like, that's it. Like, he was like, you, you asking for a lot. <laughs> I think every person kind of wants that, but I'm also like, I'm not be like, I don't know, like, because I've dating musicians and that's something I do regularly. Honestly, I'm, if I'm thinking about it, we might be the only musician I've I can't... I'm, it's a good one to have. The, actually, my ex-husband played the piano. Um, that one did not work out. Wait, did he just play piano? Yeah, I probably did. Mm. Yeah. I've been trying to teach myself piano. Yeah? This past year, yeah. How's it going? It's just going all right. I got, like, a couple songs are done, like, on keyboard and stuff. But okay. like, I'm trying not to focus so heavy on, like, sampling and shit. Because I think, like, for a lot of done suffering, I did, like, kind of build a lot of songs around just samples I found. But anyways, um, no, yeah, I'm trying to do, like, more organic stuff where it's, like, all me. Yeah. I should, like, I want to do, um, I want to score a movie eventually. That would be weird. I know that sounds ambitious, but. No, Dream Big. Dude, did it, was it Blockhead? I think it was, like, Blockhead that, like, scored, like, an entire fucking movie. I have no idea, actually. I always say, like, shoot for the moon, if you miss the land among the stars. I don't know who said that, but I love that quote, so I use it a lot. Well, it's like, I didn't really have anything to lose. Yeah. I had nothing, absolutely nothing. Every, like, thing, and I don't mean to sound like sneery thing, but everything so far has been free, except for what I had to pay for Ableton eventually after making a record on the trial. Yeah. I had to have it. And you found your niche, at least you found it for free. Yeah, well, because, like, I don't know, I feel like whenever you see, like, a bunch of mainstream people and everything, they're like, yeah, it was hard, I had to drop 12 grand on, like, this keyboard so I could start doing this, and then doing it in my mom's basement, that just wasn't what happened to me, and I just had, like, I got lucky, I had people, like, all the people around me were not hating on me whatsoever, they were all, like, everyone that's close to me is, like, super supportive of it, so I've got really fucking lucky in that sense, like, all my friends were like, yeah, let me keep going, like, you know, I'm like, supporting So, like, you know, like, I had that, that little keyboard Sean gave me, and then eventually my best friend, Nathaniel, literally, like, fucking gave me a better keyboard, and I started using that. I did have something really crazy happen to me lately. I, I don't know. I'm too far, like... Told about it. it was just like an act of kindness, you know, that I never expected. I was say, if you want, I can edit it out, or you want to leave it in? Oh, you can leave it in. Okay. I, I won't say his name, because he probably wouldn't want me to say his name, but he, he knows who the fuck he is. But I'm sitting at the bar with a buddy of mine, fucking having a drink, whatever, and he never heard any of my music before. I sent him some, and he was just like, so, man, you know, like, if you had a $500 ceiling, you know, like, 
what would you get to improve like what you're doing? And I was like, well, I'd bump it up. I've been looking at like this thing. It's called the Machine Three for fucking forever. I was like, yeah, I fucking want one of those. Like, I would make some shit on that. And this dude just like got it for me. He had um a like a two thousand dollar Guitar Center gift card that this woman he used to be with gave to him or whatever. And it just been sitting in his pocket for years, and he just did it on the spot and like fucking. That's crazy. That is blessing. Like this is so. That's like not a sign that I should just keep doing it. You know? Yeah. Like, that, that was like I I fucking cried obviously because I was yeah. like, what the fuck, like dude, like I don't even know you that well, and you just like did this thing for me. So now like there's a whole bunch of other songs I'm working on on this thing that I got now. That's so I'm like, dope. that was like. Yeah, that was like a crazy like act of kindness that I've never asked for or expected or any of that. Hell yeah. That was that was a wild day. For sure, like that. I was gonna say like if that ain't a sign from the universe, God, whoever, like that's a sign. I told the Daniel, he's like, you fucking lying. Just like no one just bought that for you, dude. I'm telling, it's gonna be here in three days. Like I'm gonna walk it in the door. And sure enough, I came home and he was like, holy fuck, like wow, you weren't like you weren't drunk or nothing. You were like you were. about future projects let's talk a little bit about what people can listen to now where what you what you gonna have that people can listen to um i have a, a google drive folder of things that probably won't be heard by anybody for like the next three years <laughs> um we got done suffering we got stick up with uh Dita jeff here um the record just yeah i don't know it flows really nice like I wouldn't say it's any like maybe I'm just hating on myself. I wouldn't say it's any like top tier production or anything, sir, but I think the whole feel of it is really nice. Like, sir, your music is fucking amazing. You have an ear that literally will take people years to develop. Your technique, your tone, how you interact with music is on par. Quit down talking yourself, and this is talk coming from a person who don't know shit about music. So I'm literally just coming from a listener's point of view, but like. Well, it's like, because I'm new, I don't want to just walk in and be like, be cocky. It's like, I'm here. Be cocky. Like, people, see, people will hate Russ for that reason. Like, people are like, oh, Russ is cocky. But Russ talks his shit because he can back his shit up. Like, he. Yeah, there was that one time, though. What was that? What did he do? Oh, uh, you didn't hear about the, the sound set? No, whatever. Uh, dude went on before Wu Tang and, like, was talking all this shit before Wu Tang came on. These motherfuckers did him off the stage because, like, he's fucking Wu Tang, man. What are you talking about? Preston? Yeah. He was talking shit about Wu-Tang? He was talking shit, talking about how he's like the greatest thing in Grand Soundset stage and everything, and literally everyone's like, Wu-Tang claims on next, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That's just one instance, though. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that was a little... I mean... Yeah, that, that was, was, that was a good move. Because, like, you can believe you're the best and greatest, but when you have someone who's been in the game at, for, like, I don't think it's like Mount Rushmore fucking. I, I, I think in a, in a different setting, you would have definitely been right. Yeah. But yeah. in that moment, it's like, like, dude, like, we're all waiting for Lisa and Clinton. Come on, like, what are you talking about right now? Yeah, that was just time and place, time and place. But yeah, it, no, Russ does have good music, though. I thought I will say that I'm a fan of his earlier shit more so than some of his newer stuff. Cause, mm-hmm. And this happens with a lot of artists, but like, we fall in love with artists sometimes because they have that hunger, they have that so rawness that. You know, relatability from the street and stuff, and then of course when he blew the fuck up, his life changed. He 
music has a lyric, you know, my music is my life, so um talking about like his music changed or because his life changed. It's like, you know, my life changed, so my music changed. Like I get that. I understand. And that happens with so many artists. I mean, people are gonna hate me for saying this even, but like I feel like that happened with Kanye, I feel like that happened with Jay Z, you know. It it happens to a lot of them. Not that they don't make good music, but what I fell in love with, of course, you know, what they want was like his first, you know, major single and shit. And it was the fact that it's like that hunger, like, you know, I'm grinding, I'm what they want, I'm the next one, like I'm that, you know, and it it still just had that hunger in it. And that's one of the things that like I loved about it. And then like, you know, do it myself, like that was like something we could relate to, like, because all of us have been in spots where we're like, motherfuckers are unreliable, we gotta do this shit ourselves, you yeah. know. So it was just things like that, and then a lot of his like love songs and stuff. I think were more relatable too, you know. So shit like that, but you know, still love Russ. It's, it's not the same. And then I can't even lie, Chomp Two. I wasn't like down. You like Russ? The Chomp Two was not. Mm, I liked it better than Shake the Globe, but I didn't like it better. Too many samples, too, or not samples. Too many features. Speaking of, since I said samples though, I had to ask those. The, like the voice samples that were like used like the there was this like one part in Done Suffering where it's like a woman and she sounds like she's preaching almost I forget like I don't even know how that made it in there no so you weren't a part of that no I was like, oh, that, was, okay. that was part of the original song but I was just like I was having like a really sad like almost like cathartic kind of day Okay. And somehow you have that sample stick in there. But I always joke about it. So I'm like, why the fuck is this stick here? Why, why did we leave this in? I don't know. We always joke about it. But, but I love it because she has that preachy vibe. So when you think of mm-hmm. done suffering, and there's definitely that, you know, the track die. And I think there's that idea of death and rebirth with the, with the, you know, the album that it's fitting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it's like, when I think of all that the Lord is, it's all yeah. like that. Like, I'm just, because I was, I was playing it in the car and I was running with my mom and she was like, who is this? <laughs> I was like, I was like, this, this is Abby too. Yeah. Colin <laughs> was here last week. <laughs> and she was like, why does it sound like she's preaching? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was I was like, I had to ask because I definitely, I, I, I had a question about that. Because that's not the only voice sample that's on the album either. There's another one. Um, yeah, there's a few. Yeah. It's like weird to describe to people and like what kind of record did you make? And I'm like, I don't even fucking know, man. Like there's a little bit of everything. There's a whole lot of vibes on there. It's like kind of pressuring people are like, Show me one song I'm like, I can't. I can't, you have to listen to the whole thing. And it's only like it's like forty five minutes too. But it's not like that, but I don't know. Yeah, a lot of stuff ended up on there, a lot of stuff didn't end up on there. And I almost like the intro song, I almost gave the Collins brother Sean. I don't know if he talked about that at all. No. I sang on it. <laughs> You did? The first draft of Arda's Dead before Colin wrote to it. Yeah. But it, Dropping it, us these Easter eggs. We didn't get this with Colin. I'm about to, I'm I like, got scraps. Like, I'm going to call Colin and be like, look, sir. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of trouble, too. Yeah. Stop going to, like, bars so much and stop being so angry all the time. <laughs> so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I can do that for you. Art is good for the soul, for the soul you know? It's relief that, like, I never knew I needed. It's, like, yeah. better than listening to music. It's, like, making it, for sure. I always say it's, like, I write poetry, and um, I have a tattoo that says, uh, when I'm up, I live, when I'm down, I write. And I think that, you know, it's just kind of really, it really speaks for a lot of artists, because I think a lot of us use art, whatever form of art we create, but we use it as a way to deal with life, you know? Um, and it's just kind of like, when I was in high school, I really got into painting a lot. I don't do it as much now because of the whole run up on living down. If I get depressed again, I'm sure I'll start messing out some shit. But unfortunately for my artistic endeavors, I've been in a amazing relationship for the past year that's been keeping away from my art. So it's wasteful. I'm blaming them. <laughs> but I think it just helps give give us something to it gives us something to focus on other than what we're going through in the moment. And a lot of times when we're depressed, I think sometimes we feel like we it's an issue sometimes of losing control over our situations. Because we can't always control what happens in the world or to us, but we can control how we react to it. Yeah. And when we're creating, it's something that we can control, like that we are sort of the the god of the art that we're creating, you know? And you sit around at your, you know, desk and you start making beats and stuff, you're the god of the beats that you're yeah, and I feel like it's a way to, like, kind of directly feel exactly what you're feeling, but it's like, you're writing your story of the day, but, like, you get to choose the ending. Yes. It's like, this is how this fucking goes. Like, in my head, this is how this goes. Like, this isn't what happened, but this is what I went through. This is how the story ends. Like, you know, it's like, you just get to it's imaginative. You get to be whatever you want to be, or hear whatever you want to hear, and, and it's, like, the fun part about it. So. I, I absolutely love that, because I think it's just... It takes the feelings and, you know, I think sometimes the ugliness and the sadness of life and it makes it beautiful and constructive. For sure. So it's, you know, like... It helped me deal with so much shit. Like, I I, I took, like, like I said, like, when I was making it, like, I think a lot of it was just, like, stuff I was going through and, like, that kind of reflected a lot of, like, you said, like, a death and rebirth almost because, like, I was unlearning a lot of shit. Like, I wasn't... uh, I wouldn't say I was, like, the best person, you know, so I was, like, kind of, like, keeping myself and trying to, like, unlearn some shit, learn some new shit, and just kind of be a better version of myself. That helped a lot. Helped me do it constructively. I love that, though. I don't know, like, I've always been a very strong supporter of the arts in all forms, and even in the forms that I don't create art in itself, just because I feel like, especially, like, I come from, like, I kind of grew up in some rough neighborhoods and projects and stuff like that. And so I feel like art can be such a great way to kind of turn from, like, all the things that are going on in the world, all the bad things, you know. You you got these kids, the Kia boys, and everyone's fucking Kia, and all of the 614. And it's like, okay, but what if they were somewhere in a studio making music instead? What if they were, you know, on a dance team? You know, what if they were, you know, being B-boys or even doing graffiti art, doing murals for the city and stuff instead, you know, like what yeah. that, because they obviously got too much damn time on their damn hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying they got I'm not still <laughs> They got time. It's just, you know, they got energy. It's just, let's make it constructive. Mm-hmm. And how can we do that? And I think that art is an amazing way to make it constructive. I feel like so many people slip on that daily. Mm-hmm. I try and be so conscious of that, of like just being constructive 
Yeah. Especially like I work a, a serving job. I feel you. Oh, oh, the fucking worst sometimes because <sighs> like people just come up to you and say some off the wall shit that like. I'm like, no, we don't, in the words of Colin, we don't really say that. I don't really just walk up, people say that shit. Like, yeah. people are just like, I got like 23 year old kids in Boston around lately and shit. And I'm like, man, I cannot fucking, I hope music takes off because I want to quit this fucking job. So, yeah, like, I feel that. No, like, I think all customer service industries, whether it's like retail or food, it's just. I've seen people yeah. bossing me around too. Like, Okay, so I'm going to say this now just because I don't work for this company anymore, so I feel like it's safe to say it now. I used to work for Lion's Den. Um, it's been very recent, my departure from Lion's Den. But it was the first retail job that I actually really enjoyed. Like, the customers be awesome, honestly, for the most part. I'm not going to say that, like, all the customers are great because we get the creeps. Like, I, I have been solicited for sex at this job, like... I have, of course, we get a lot of people come in and steal in and stuff. And then a lot of people come to sex shops when they're under the influence. And it's kind of annoying to deal with drunk people or people who are high off, whatever. Because it's like, you go and fall into this way, knock it over, and I'm going to have to clean it up. And I really would rather not have to do that. Um, so, but I will say that was a very small percentage of the customers we dealt with. Working in the sex industry overall has some of the best fucking customers, period. Like, I fucking yeah. love our customers. They're freaking amazing. You never know what you're going to get with anyone who walks through the door because, like, you will get, like, the, the 60-year-old grandma who is, you know, been in a marriage for 40 years, but her and her husband are swingers and they're going to the lifestyle party. And they come in to get, like, what's this stuff? Like, I promise you that has happened so much. And, like, they be... Oh, a couple over there like testing out the whips and stuff with each other <laughs> and, and it's, they're fucking adorable like I love the people who are really into it first timers the you know there's women who are like you know my husband is uh, in the service and he's stationed away but you know I'm trying to spice up our video chats and stuff so that she's coming in to get laundry and stuff or whatever so like it's stuff like that like and it's just I love the customers that is the only like service industry job where I love the customers yeah but Lions and open 365 days a year. I will not be selling dildos on Christmas. You can suck my dick. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'll, I'll come into work that day. Um, I'll come into work for something like this. I was like, look, <laughs> I'm not. So um, I ended up just leaving. Yeah. So that was a uh, work two jobs if you have to. Like if you have to grind, do it. Like we've. I feel like most of us have had to work two jobs at one point in time. Um, it's just not feasible if we're not working two jobs and we have a job and then we have a hobby or something we do on the side yeah. to help you know like podcast i'm not making money off this bitch yet tell y'all people to listen and so i can start making money off this bitch damn it <laughs> bigger and better podcasts hell yeah the more, more known producers i'm gonna call you brandon but then i'm gonna <laughs> refer to like your artist names so, like get that joke into their head but like <laughs> Right. I'm like, I don't know, it's a perfect name. But just wait though, like you you're gonna fucking blow up and then you're gonna be like fucking Ryan Lewis and shit and be like fucking out there like and then people are gonna be like, Oh, I wanna listen to what's some like old stuff about this, where he come from and that's gonna be like some of the starter info on you people are gonna be tuning in. This will be on vinyl when you grow up. 
That's what we have tapes. Yeah, yeah. We're just storing on tapes. Cassette tapes. They're going to bring tapes back. They don't make them like they used to. I sure don't. They started releasing, uh, artists started releasing tapes now too. Like you can buy cassettes and stuff off of like certain albums and stuff. Like, yeah. 21 Pilots, they've got a few cassettes out. I know, um, Taylor Swift released a cassette option with her newest album. People are going for that shit, yeah. They are? Yeah. Is that something I need to hop on to? Do I need to start? You're getting them uh, cassettes. Well, I thought your podcast on, on cassette tapes. <laughs> um, yeah. Like a collection, like I got my vinyls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think the best way to listen to a record is just one straight through. Like, I hate people. Oh, I got to listen to this song in the back end, then I got to listen to this song in the front. I'm like, just play me the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's a little more, like, engaging, too. You got to flip it. Yeah. Eventually, you got to flip it, otherwise you're just going to be sitting in silence. And yeah. No one wants to sit in silence. No. I mean... Spooky. It depends. Sometimes I like a silent moment, but like I can hear the wind chimes outside and the birds and stuff. So yeah. it's like I'm not really listening, like in silence. I'm just like listening to the soundtrack of nature. Yeah. So one thing that I I recently got into. So me and Wade watched Intergalactic and love the movie. I never really listened to Kid Cudi, and so I was like, you know, I was like, oh, I love that movie, and I like some of the songs that sound like that was playing in the movie. So I was like, I went to go listen to the soundtrack, and then from the soundtrack. I decided I was going to try out some Kid Cudi music. I pulled up Men in the Moon 1. Classic. Bruh, that fucking album is fucking white. Shut this. Fucking love it. Like, I Wade was like, you like, you told me I was, what, nine years too late? 13. 13, I think, yeah. I don't remember when that record came out. That was like me and all my friends were listening to shit out of it. That shit is fucking amazing. Like, it's just got bops on it. Like, it's yeah. just all. It's very rare that you get an album that is so well constructed that everything is like a bop on it. That's how I felt about them suffering, too. I was just like, that's why I so geeked about it. Like, I was like, man, they do not miss. Like, I couldn't even explain it. I don't even know enough what I'm doing to even be able to explain it. It's just good. Like, that's. It just came about and. I think it was, yeah, Colin did the track order though, and then like, we both sat down for weeks and weeks rearranging and trying to get through it, and he came with like the perfect one. Mm. He sent it to me, and I sat down and listened to it, it was like, this makes sense now. Like this, yeah. wow, this has a really nice flow to it. So I was so happy with that. I, I learned a lot from him. So was there any editing that went on after you guys? put the order or was everything just done and it was just like stacking it it happened really quick so like the intro song was the first song that i was like i made that i was just like the art is dead song like that instrumental i made that like 45 minutes before i had to go to work on like a sunday and i was i knew i had to be there all day and i was like fuck i want to get on and finish this song like so all day i was just like itching but i'll finish that and then the outro track was actually the second one i did mm-hmm. and then the rest just kind of like Splurged out, and then we just kind of rearranged it a bunch, and then finally got the right, right flow to it. That's what's up. Okay. I was interested about that just because the flow is so awesome with the album. I was like, I felt like I was like, man, are they that good, or did they do some editing after? Because it just it it just it tells a story, and it just goes the tone shift. It's crap. I keep I'm gonna repeat myself, but I fucking. It transitioned so nicely that it was just, it felt like it had to be some, like, producing after. Like, I don't know, like, how... It, honestly, it didn't really, the whole thing didn't really make sense to me until he came with me and came to me with, like, the track order and was like, this is how it should go. And I was like, I gave it, sat down one night, you know, had a smoke, whatever, listened to the whole thing, front to back, and I was like, yep, money, that's it right there, that's the one. 
Well, I think this is going to be the part of the show where I let the poltergeist know where they can haunt you at. Where can the people find you so they can listen to any of your art and where and like upcoming uh, I got, they follow your I got two Instagrams and that's frustrating. Uh, Beats by Fisk is the yeah. Any other uh, platforms? Um, or is this Instagram the main one? Uh, Instagram's the main one. Um, I don't really do Facebook, none of that. Yeah. I do Twitter, but I'm pretty sure my username's like Brandon four six seven seven six four three two nine seven five or some stupid shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a lot so of I don't know if you can find it. Like yeah, but Instagram's mainly the the yeah. one I like. That's the one I follow you on. Um, um, where can they find what platforms are your music on? Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. If you love us, yeah. If you wanna, you know, actually, I say SoundCloud. I meant Bandcamp. <laughs> I didn't mean SoundCloud. I don't think we have a SoundCloud. <laughs> I think it's just Bandcamp. And- Alright, so you have heard it from the man. Um, and after you get done listening to all of his you know, music and his forthcoming art, go ahead and you know show some love to the podcast you heard him on. That is Spirit Speaks Pod. You can find all of our social pages on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We don't do MySpace because that don't exist no more. Damn. Um, Damn. We might not be on Twitter for too long, too, depending on what Elon's yeah, over here doing. Yeah. He knows what's going on with that. As of the date of recording, we have a Twitter. We don't know how long that will be. <laughs> but you can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Go ahead, tell your mama, tell your cousin, tell your sister, tell your brother, your uncle, your baby daddy, your baby daddy's other baby mama, tell your uh, baby daddy, baby mama's cousin, the uncle friend, your coworker, the ones you like, the ones you don't like, tell, tell your, your boss, fucking family. tell your therapist, tell, definitely tell your therapist, don't tell your children, because, I mean, there's a lot of cussing in this, I don't know, do what you want with your kids, it's your kids, but, uh, yes, as always, keep it cool, you know, keep the music bumping, and always keep it spooky.